Welcome back to the baseball podcast. We're here with best friend of the show, Sean Spradling. And you might notice that Tom is conspicuously absent. He's a moron and is playing a baseball game and he didn't drive. So he's stuck with whoever is driving and they're taking too long. So feel free to I replaced him, him today. Yeah, exactly. And what a replacement. What a replacement. <laughs> Sean, let's get into it. You, you've been on the show, what, thrice before, I think? You, you've been on more than anybody else. You know how this works. You like how I said that as if we have some sort of plan. Sean, let's talk. Let's talk WBC. You've been—I don't want to say you've been in dry dock, but you've been taking it easy lately, right? Ever since the WBC happened, because your life was just crazy, correct? Yeah, life was pretty normal a year ago. Um, just living life, doing my like regular day job, married life, which already has its own craziness to it. But like, it was relatively normal, and then as it was just like a steady incline all the way through the WBC until we got to like February and then it spiked and my life got super crazy. Um, every day was just WBC, like 24 seven, pretty much, especially in March when I was watching the games in the middle of the night. Um, but all that being said, yeah, now that the WBC is over, I tried to take a break for a little bit and uh, just relax and like recover and, and sleep um, right. but now it's i mean it's been a few months um so it's kind of back in the groove of just regular life but now with like my content being pretty focused on like international baseball still like still trying to just put out what i can while like doing life well like investing in relationships and stuff so yeah well that's good i mean you did a damn good job obviously everybody knows that you became the wbc guy and i noticed today that Cardinals great. I want to say it was a Marlin great, maybe not. Xavier Scruggs shared your uh one of your <laughs> posts and said that you're the the top follow on international baseball. I agree 100%. So Sean, you're you're still getting noticed even if the WBC is not uh not around, but so so what are you focusing on right now? Just anything international baseball or do you have a few leagues in particular that you like or some certain players? Tell me what you're you're interested in right now. Yeah, and I think he also. I'm I'm gonna get some crap for this from my KBO fans if I get this wrong. I think he was on the Dinos too when he went really? to go play in Korea. X Xavier Scruggs. Um, so shout out the Dinos. Hopefully that's the right team he played for. Um, yeah, they're but listening. yeah, they're listening. Yeah, <laughs> we know all of Korea is listening right now. So shout yeah. out, shout out Korea, and it's early in the morning for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So my, for my content, I obviously like my focus has been the WBC since last year. Um, and like, I continue to do everything that I can covering the WBC, of course, with it being three years away and the WBC just ending, there isn't much like right now. The only thing, only like WBC news right now is like Japan still super hyped about winning. Yeah. And they're just like, still like on cloud nine and like their documentary came out about the whole uh, trip to the WBC. Other than that, it's pretty dead right now. So yeah, all that being said, I kind of just now cover all international baseball as much as I can. I can't cover everything. Um, but if you, I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to almost like shamelessly steal the model of like international soccer or football content creators where they cover all of the top leagues like they don't watch all the games but like there's clearly like a network of like spanish baseball uh spanish soccer and german soccer and like uh the epl and even like the brazilian league and uh, the mls like they all 
Like there are content creators that just cover world football, world soccer. And so I kind of want to be that for baseball so that to, to help bridge that gap between all of the different time zones and countries and cultures and languages. So I try to post as much as I can about the different leagues. Mostly, I mean, obviously I'm in the US, I'm an American, like I, I mostly post about MLB players, but from like an international lens. So I, I focus on a lot of the players that either play in the WBC, could play in the WBC or um, are from somewhere else in the world. Um, but then also trying to cover NPB, KBO, uh, the Mexican league, a uh, little bit of the Czech league and the the Dutch leagues if possible. So uh, just a little bit of everything um, while we're waiting for WBC stuff to pick back up. And honestly, just kind of following and along for the ride with just the baseball season, like whatever happens, I just, I try to cover um, from an international lens. Yeah. Well, that's, I wanted to push back on two things because I think you're being too humble. One, you said you try to cover international baseball, and that's not true. You do cover international baseball. You, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure there are people that focus just on Mexican leagues or just on Korea or whatever, but I don't think there's anybody who does, here's what's going on in Korea and Mexico and Germany and whatever and whatever and whatever, and that's you, and that's what you're doing. And, like, yeah, you might have slowed down a little bit, but you're still the only guy, so give yourself some credit. Um, Thank you. And, and I, real thing. quick on that, actually, something okay. that um, that something super cool that happened kind of along those lines of how you said, like, there's someone that covers all of these different leagues in their own languages, but no one that really brings it all together. Um, I have like kind of prided myself in bringing together like the baseball communities around the world. And I found that so good friend of my podcast, and I believe you've also talked with him. I'm not, I'm not sure if he's been on the podcast, but Yaku Cosmo, Yaku, Yaku Cosmopolitan. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic NPB, J- Japanese baseball coverage in, in English. So he's been super helpful. Guys like my KBO and um, Go CPBL, they are like on Twitter. They are such big helps when it comes to like American or just Western fans in general learning about the East Asian leagues. Um, and there was no one really at all that did that for the Mexican league. And so I just tweeted it out one day. I was like, these, these accounts are awesome. If anyone wants to do that for the Mexican league, like LMB, um, I, I think people would eat it up. We would love to know what's happening in the Mexican league in English. I don't know Spanish well enough to like in, uh, yeah. translate all of the different tweets myself. Uh, and then two days later, or like a day later, someone DM'd me uh, and at coverage LMB was created and now there's a guy that was like, man, like, this is awesome. I didn't, never even thought about it, but I want to fill that void. And now he has like an account just dedicated to like LMB coverage in English. So just super Beautiful. cool how like we, I don't know. I think we almost have an English source for pretty much every league in the world now, which is super cool. That's beautiful. Sean, see, so you're making waves. You're, you're being the change you want to see in this world. But I, uh, but we'll try, so- I try. Yeah, exactly. But 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 see, like that's an important part. And this is reminding me of something silly. I think before you were super well known, definitely before you had your podcast and everything, we had like a little group chat on Reddit of like me and you and a couple other guys. Yeah. And I remember, I remember during the All Star Game, people were starting to talk about the World Baseball Classic and ask guys about, you know, are you going to play in the World Baseball Classic? Do you want to play in the World Baseball Classic? And there were guys like uh, Jose Ramirez and Sandy Alcantara and stuff like that who were being asked in Spanish and you went in there was like, anybody speak Spanish and I was like I speak Spanish on like a conversational level like I can talk to people and you were like great can you tell me what they're saying and I read the, that I like listened to the videos and was like 
no, I can't tell you what they're saying. Thank you, though. <laughs> like, I, I appreciate <laughs> you asking me. Um, so, so I think that's like an important part of like what you do is like you can run stuff through Google Translate and sort of get an idea. But now you have all these different people that you go to and talk to and say, hey, man, you're my Taiwan guy. What's going on? Like, what's this guy saying? So I think that's important. Absolutely. Um, really quick, though, I want to go back because you sold yourself short of something else. You said now the WBC isn't, you know, isn't going on. Qualifiers aren't until 2025. It's kind of dead right now. That's not true. Because like we said, <clears throat> sorry, like we said, you're still doing stuff on, you know, international baseball. But I also noticed you're bringing the WBC into regular MLB baseball. Like you're bringing it into – uh, like the, for instance, the draft just happened and you were saying like, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, here are the top 10 picks and how they, you know, and like their eligibilities, like that Jack Caglione yeah. guy who is like eligible for like four different teams or Arjun Nimala, who's like the first Indian yeah. guy. Like, I don't see anybody else doing that. And I remember, and like, obviously I'm not doing it, but I remember like before we even started talking before I had a podcast or anything, I just was like super fascinated with WBC. And I was always looking up like who, who could play for what team or whatever. And every four years you'll get articles coming out of like how they built team Israel, how they built team Dominican Republic, whatever. And then you'll see a list of all these guys that could play. But in those four years in between, plenty of guys are debuting in Major League Baseball, and you have no idea who they – like, you have no idea whose dad is from Spain. You have no idea who was born – you know. well, I guess you have an idea who was born overseas. But you know what I mean? Like, you have no idea whose wife is Jewish. Like, you don't know any of these things until every four years somebody comes out with an article, then you see it, okay, and then you're in the dark again for four more years. So I don't know. How how do you find all that out about, like, Jack Caglione being Spanish and Puerto Rican and Italian and – you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of – keyword searches on twitter and other websites yeah. <laughs> i just like jack caglione uh, spain and like hope <laughs> something comes up <laughs> no what it's i don't know it, it's super cool because of like the following that i have um d- developed i guess over the last couple months um people have been incredibly helpful and like i don't have to do it all alone anymore i would say last year I was doing it all alone and posting in Reddit DMs asking if anyone spoke Spanish, like you said. Yes, yes. I need help. Like, and what dealing is this with my, yeah, saying? Dealing with my idiocy. <laughs> no, dude, you helped a ton, and you still do. You helped a ton with the the uh, Israeli team, by the way, as well. That was yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about help. Team Israel, the WBC. That was that <laughs> was not good. Although we won't talk about Gellof, that, right? Zach Geloff just got called up to the majors, so that's cool. And his brother got drafted, I believe. Yeah, that's. That sounds right. Yeah. A couple, yeah. couple more Jews. Yeah. There's, I think his brother got drafted as well, but anyways. Yeah. So I, but the cool thing about the following that I have now is that there are people that like, I, I don't really need to search for as much anymore because people will DM me like, Hey, did you see that this guy posted about this? Or this guy has this flag in his uh, Instagram bio, like Bo Bichette. And like, he has his little, like the Brazil flag there. So like just things like that, people will send me. And it'll be super helpful and because I can't, I, I'm one guy, I don't have a company of like researchers. And so I just have to do the research myself. The funny thing about Caglione though, this, I, I feel like this is a good representation of how my like research works is I, I, so for him, I looked at his last name. I was like, he's born in the US. His last name sounds Italian. I'm going to look into that, see if he's ever said anything about Italy. So I'll like search his name, like his at his tag, and then put like his tag and then just the word Italy and see if any tweets come up. Nothing really came up. But then I saw a tweet from his mom that was literally like she had tweeted and someone had sent this tweet to me as well. She was like, yeah, he's half Puerto Rican uh, from me, like on my side. 
So I was like, oh, well, that's not even what I was looking for, but apparently he's Puerto Perfect. Rican too. Yeah. So he's born in the US. He's, a, I found out he is Italian from his dad. Um, and we know their eligibility requirements are very lenient. So he can, I'm sure, get that. Which I love. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So he's for US, Italy, uh, Puerto Rico, and also Spain. I found an interview that he did about him. Uh, I think it was with Cespedes Barbecue. He was talking about how, like, he sucks at soccer and he, like, his mom's side of the family, is like has always been following soccer really closely. They all play soccer. And he made, just made this super quick passing comment. Like, yeah, they're from Spain, uh, but they're all really good at soccer. They love soccer. I suck at soccer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're, your did mom's you, did you family. Did you get that from... immediate, like, boom, there it is. Like, yeah, I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly so, how you feel. It, yeah, it was so much fun. Because then I was like, this is one of the few players that's like, qual it qualifies for four countries in the WBC. Because Spain was yeah. close to qualifying. So he could have played for any of those countries in the next WPC, but or that's kind of how qualifiers. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how my like brain works when it comes to research. It's not like super methodical. It's just like search these words, find these players. Like you know, there's just yeah. unlimited resources out there on, on the internet. So I just try to find whatever I can. And people are a big help with that. Sending me tweets and stuff. No, I know exactly. I, so I've, this is a little bit unrelated, but I've gone down the rabbit hole on Reddit of r slash baseball cards. And I'm not a baseball card guy. Like as a kid, I used to like, you know, okay, you buy packs, whatever. But like, I yeah. don't care about baseball cards now. I don't collect them. I don't have any of them. But so it got like recommended to me. And like, I started because it was funny just like reading these of these like grown men, like arguing over whether or not this scratch on this baseball card made it worth $250. Like I, I think that's hilarious, but it's all these different people like looking for like their Holy grail and being like, I want a purple super fractor, like Pete Alonso signed. And, and like, I don't know what any of this means. Totally. I don't care. But these people get so excited when they see it. And I realized like, that's me and you, but with the WBC, like when I found <laughs> out like Alex Dickerson's wife is Jewish, I'm like, oh, thank God. Now they have a left <laughs> like Nobody else in the world cares who Alex Dickerson's married. But like, that's how my brain operates. Uh -huh. So like when I find, and like, I get so bummed the other way. Like I found out Adam, Adam Adovino's wife was Jewish and I was like, oh, that'd be amazing. And then he went and played for the U.S. I was like, you sell out. They got a million relievers. Israel needs you or Italy needs you. Like I, I'm the same way. Um, but, I love Sean, it so much. I, I know you don't have forever. Yeah. Well, really fast. I don't know if you play MLB The Show a lot. Do you play MLB The Show? I, I don't have it myself. So only like with friends, like when I go to their uh, house. Which you're missing it's been out. a while. It's I it's know, dude. But, well, that's okay. I, I'm huge on Australian baseball, as you know. And I have an, a, an all ABL team. And now there's like just enough players to make it of guys who played in the ABL. And I yeah. recently stumbled across an article about Jiwon Bay, you know, the Korean guy who like did yeah. not pop into your head as Australian as who played in the Australian baseball league. And I was like, wait, he has a diamond tops now card. Add him to the team. Like I got so excited about yeah. Bay. It's like backup shortstop. So um, <laughs> anyway, I'm a, I'm a loser. Yeah. But, but you're seeing, so no, that's so much fun. Me. You're the same way. But Sean, I want to get Together. into exactly. Exactly. Yes. I want to get into because, and I want to make this clear because I don't think we've talked about the journey of Sean Spradling enough. I met you on Reddit. We just started talking a little bit about the, you know, the world baseball classic. You had like 200 followers on Twitter and you just would like kind of tweet stuff out randomly. And then I don't know if you put yourself on a schedule or you just decided to get more dedicated to it, but like you started like pumping out. I don't know if tweeting is called considered content, but you know what I mean? Like you started like yeah, really yeah. putting the information out there and people started buying into it and you like skyrocketed up and had like thousands of followers. People were starting to come to you and say like, Sean's the WBC guy. Sean, can you find out about this guy? Sean, who's playing for this team? And it was great to see. And then this guy, Rob Bradford got a hold of you. Tell me about that because I didn't know a lot about Rob Bradford before this. I didn't really know about baseball. It wasn't boring. 
give me the whole story. How did, who reached out to who, how did the podcast come about? How did you go to the WBC? Give me everything. That is a fantastic question. I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling back right now. Yeah. So I went back to the first DM that I had with Rob Bradford. He reached out to me and said, Hey, Sean. Oh, wow. That's cool. It was January 1st. It was new year's. So he was like, my guess. He what a, was like, what a give. New year. Yeah. He was, he was drinking and he was like, let's make this kid's day. <laughs> I hope it was like 2 a.m. Yeah. He was, he said, Hey, yeah. Sean, happy new yeah, you year. Think, you think so. you woke up on January 2nd and was like, Oh, why did I? <laughs> yeah, like, why, what did I say? <laughs> no. So he said, uh, saw you might be interested in doing a WBC podcast because I had tweeted, uh, like maybe a couple of days before, prior that I was considering it. I was thinking about, I think I tweeted like, what would y'all like to see followers? Like, would you like me to write articles? Would you like me to do a podcast? Like what, where do you want this content to go? Because I want this to be the most valuable for, for y'all. Uh, and I yeah. mentioned podcasts. A couple of people said they want to see a podcast. He noticed that. And he said, I wanted to talk to you about the possibility of hosting something on the baseball isn't boring podcast network. So goes on to like, just talk about like what that could look like. Basically all that being said, Rob is fantastic. He did that all out of the goodness of his heart. Like he's, he was just like reached out to me. He was like, Hey, I would love to offer you a spot on like our podcast network. Um, this is like, we have a platform that has a good following. Um, it's through Odyssey and like, you can just post literally whenever you want. Um, as often or as seldom as you want to do podcast. So um, the reason for that is because he was super on board with the idea and the potential of the WBC when honestly, at that time, people were still pretty spec uh, skeptical, um, even which is so crazy to think about, like just a, even a couple months before the WBCs, people were still like, not fully on board, except for like you and me and the the nerds out there that love international baseball. But yeah, Rob he, Bradford. And well, and for him, it's funny because I went on his radio show and I didn't expect this. I, I, I felt like it was like almost a little caught me off guard, but it was good to help prepare me for like, I guess, future debates and conversations that I'd had. But he brought me on to his live radio show that he does with WEEI in Boston, one of the biggest, like maybe the biggest like radio station, sports radio station in Boston. He was like, hey, this is Sean Spradling. Like he's new on our network. Um, so Sean, like he's the WBC guy. And if y'all know me, like I, I was never on board with the WBC. Like I always, I, I always thought oh, that everybody would get hurt and like, he sold you out. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I, I was always like the guy that was like, yeah, Daisuke Masuzaka, like he got hurt and I hated the WBC and no one wanted to play. No one liked it. No one cared. But Sean, like, what's different about it now? And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, that is – you're just throwing me in, in, into the fire right now. Um, you think it was a test? Like, you think if you were like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Bradford, he would have been like, all right, never mind. You don't have a show. <laughs> he was like, no, yeah, 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 I changed my mind. No, but he uh, he noticed – he's noticed that it has really, really grown, that it has a, a incredibly uh, bright future. And I think it's the future of baseball. Like I think that international baseball, international competitions, and specifically the WBC is like the peak. It's like peak baseball, especially for the future. It's like, going to continue to grow. And he has come around to that as well. He His whole thing is baseball isn't boring. Like he's wrote, wrote, uh, he wrote a book on it. Um, his podcast is called Baseball Isn't Boring. Um, and so he's noticed that this is the least boring type of baseball, the WBC, watching all of these teams and players play for their home country. So 
he was just someone that believed in me and was like, Hey, I would love like you can have a podcast. So started that podcast um, through him. I was able to, he was able to help me get media credentials for the games uh, for the WBC. He applied for me and it was just, again, I cannot thank him enough because there's no way I could have got credentials or any of the like podcast resources without him. So um, yeah, I seriously can't thank him enough and it's been a huge help. Yeah. So, so I do want to ask you about that because we know you went to the games and some of the games in Arizona and, and some of the games in Florida, you're at the championship, obviously you got yeah. on the field and you interviewed uh, Mookie Betts. I remember, and was a Shugo Maki on team Japan. That one kind of went viral. John boy got a hold of that one. Um, yeah, he was, he seems like a character. Um, but, but so obviously all this happened, I'm assuming Rob Bradford, cause he has MLB players on the show all the time. So I'm assuming he gave you some sort of connections that helped you out, got your media credentials and everything. And, is that that's how all this came to be yeah he is he, i mean he's super helpful he's like anything you ever need like reach out to me let me know i'm always happy to help um it it's hard during the season to like get connections with players um and there's there's a good amount of red tape that you have to cross <laughs> when it comes to like reaching out to players and having them on your show or just talk uh on your show so He's been a pretty big help with that. Um, and, but when it comes to, it was crazy, dude. I'd never done anything with media before ever. Any, I was, I'd never done anything with the press. I'm not a writer um, or at least I wasn't. I've started writing more as of late, but um, I, I didn't have any background. It. I had a background in sports management and uh, business. So I have a more of like a business and marketing mind than media. Um, but through all of this, I've had, I mean, I've had huge amounts of uh, media experience now because of him and because of the credentials that he got me. But it, what the reason I brought that up is because for the games in person, I had no idea what to do. Like I had no idea how to interview players um, or how to like approach the players or the teams or the coaches about talking to these players. But literally, it's like you go on the field, you have access to everything. Like during BP, you can walk up to whoever the heck you want and just like, hey, you got a couple of minutes? You want to talk? Or like in the tunnel, like you can pull them over and be like, hey, do you mind like if I ask you a few questions on video and they get to choose whether they want to or not the players. But it's straight. It's literally just that. It's a free for all of just like going up and asking players. And <laughs> Rob was like, "You'll you'll figure it out. Like you'll learn how to do it." And, and that was pretty much all the guidance <laughs> he gave me. <laughs> and so, uh, this is actually a funny story. I'm not sure if I've told you, but uh, Chavez Young on Great Britain, uh, yeah. he is super nice guy. He's super funny. A big character. Um, also led the WBC in stolen bases. Yeah. Um, and he. Um, he, I, I saw him over to the side and I hadn't talked to anybody. I was just kind of observing how interviews went, like how to do this, trying to like learn as I go. Yeah. And I was like, You're okay, sitting there in the corner going, yeah, I'm like, what do I do? How do I yeah. talk to these guys? I'm not going to go after like some big player right now. Yeah. I need to, I need to talk to yeah. someone that I don't maybe it doesn't have a right whole, <laughs> I don't have, a, I, I need someone that doesn't have a whole herd of like media members around them right now. So like, I finally get the courage to go over and talk to him. Cause he seemed like super nice, super relatable. I was like, Hey man, do you mind if I like ask you a couple questions? It'll literally just take, take a minute or two. And he was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, so I turn on my, my video, like get my camera, plug in my little mini mic thing, um, yeah, put I it in his face. Oh no, I gave it to him. And he, he, he grabbed it. He was like, Oh, I've always wanted to talk into one of these. This is so fun. Uh, so it was like a really good interview. It was super 
smooth and like he was so nice answered all the questions asked him about his bahamian background uh what it means to him to represent great britain um and ended the interview and i was like oh finally like i've, I've done one i'm good like i can i have more confidence now i he he leaves i go to my phone and i have the video there i press play and there's no audio <laughs> And I'm just like, <laughs> no, my first ever interview I've ever done. And I screwed it up. And so now, my, does he know about like, did you somehow get to him? Like, Hey man, I didn't blow you off. I messed up. I'm really sorry. Or does he just think like this kid came up, bothered me and then never actually put out the interview. <laughs> Probably that the latter. <laughs> I, I like it I so did. much better that way. <laughs> oh man. I was so upset. My confidence went from like, pretty low and then it increased and then went straight back down the gutter. It was so bad. Uh, I think I took like a screenshot of the video. Cause I still had the video of him talking, just no audio. I think I took a screenshot <laughs> and posted that and tagged him and like used one of his quotes or something. But <laughs> if it makes it you was... feel any better, if it makes you feel any better, we, we had Donovan Benoit on the show, like two episodes ago who pitched for great yeah. Britain. And he was super nice. We talked for like an hour and a half. He could have been nicer. And, uh, and at one point I was like, so Donovan, you got into two WBC games and you, and I forget what team it was, but I was like, yeah. And you pitched against um, Mexico and like a blowout. And he's like, uh, I was in the other one actually. And I was like, oh, yeah, forget everything I just said. Tell me about that game instead. Then. <laughs> I was like, never mind. So I definitely oh, know how man. you feel being like, okay, sorry about that. Anyway, what can you tell me? Um, yeah. So, Sean, so obviously you don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, how was the experience? You'd be like, well, it was really cool meeting all these players. Like, okay, yeah, we know all that. Are you going to do it again? I hope so. I mean, my, so this is something you and I have talked about, like, not on the podcast, just, just like our own personal conversations. I like my whole goal is to grow international baseball. And I would love to do that full time. Like I would yeah. love for there to eventually some day down the road for me to be able to, that will, that can be my job is to help grow international baseball. Cause clearly there's a hunger for it. People in the U S people in the West want to know about East Asian baseball. People in the East want to know about all of the different leagues and players in, in the West. So and, I want to be able and to you're good those. at those. That's like a really important part. Like you're really good yeah, at it. And I mean, I love people. Like I love meeting people and bringing people together. Um, I love cultures. And so like passion and love isn't going to get me a job. Um, so I need to like build other things than my soft skills. I, but I think that's a good like base level is I do like naturally I love bringing people together and like meeting people and sharing stories about people. So, um, my, I want to use my sports management and business background, um, and bring that together into like, and with international baseball and hopefully use that moving forward. So reason I say that is because yes, I would love to fully like commit myself even more so to the next WBC. This WBC was just so like, <laughs> it was just like, throwing everything I could against the wall and seeing what sticks. Like, yeah. it was just like, I'm going to do whatever I can as much as I can. There was no like method to it or like scheduling really, because I'd never done it before. And there was just not a lot of time. Like the WBC came up so fast and I was yeah. the only person really other than, I guess like Ben Verlander started coming, covering all of the WBC, like a week or two before it started. But before that it was just, it was pretty much just me in English. So I want to have like, I want to start that a year in advance or even like two years in advance. Cause I think that people want to bridge that WBC gap in the years in between. So I'd love to do that. The hard part is like, I have 
a full-time job. And like, I can, I'm all about the side hustle, but I, I, I just, I think I need to content. Yeah. You're, there's only so much you can do it. it. You can do with it being a side hustle. Like I want it to be my job. And of course, like everybody wants to work in sports. That's like, that's like the goal, but I'm pretty committed to it. I'm, I'm like applying for some things right now. And, but long answer short. Yes. I, I want to for yeah. sure do WBC well, stuff. You, yeah. Well, you're also not just some kid being like, Oh, I really like sports. I'll like, we're I'll, I'll do that. It's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, maybe, but like, what are you going to do? It's like, you have what you're going to do. It's just, you know, how will you make money off of it basically? And, and, and I've said yeah. this to Tom before on the show. I don't think it was, I don't think you were on here, but like, I do not understand how MLB hasn't just come to you and said, Sean, we'll pay you like $50,000 a year, whatever, make up a number. Just do this all the time. I'll take, I'll like take from, that. Like, like from MLB's Twitter account, like literally just pump out international baseball. Stuff. Like, you're like you're already doing their job for them. Like I guarantee you, the WBC got like thousands of more viewers just because of you. And like MLB doesn't care. They're idiots. We know this. Like Rob Manfred sucks. MLB sucks. But like I, I it like it'll happen. It'll happen. Somebody will come along and offer you money to do a podcast or a YouTube channel or something. Or like maybe you'll do it. Like maybe you'll you'll just start a YouTube channel and start making videos about it and get monetized. I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. I don't have a business mind either. Or I guess you do have a business mind. I don't. But like it'll happen like, for <laughs> sure because like you're really good at it and. Like you said, so many people are interested in it and nobody's doing it. I mean, I guess like a little bit now, but like nobody's doing it. So Sean, we got two, I'll let you, I'll, we'll let you, I'll let you choose. We got two directions here. We can go. Obviously Tom is not going to be here because he sucks. We can do a couple more random WBC thing. Obviously we're not doing a comprehensive look because we don't have that much time. We can talk about the WBC a little bit more or we can play a game if you want. Ooh, that's a tough one, man. Well, here's the thing. Tom's probably gonna be pretty upset if we don't get to play the games with him. Mm, so that's true. Should that's we just, true. That's true. Should should we dedicate this one to the WBC right. and then just say I'm gonna come on again and just do games? I like that idea. I like that idea. Because in my head, I want to do a WBC round of Elmer Descends and try to name oh, I don't that's Elmer good. Descends our random players game. Like I want to try yep. to name random WBC players, but yes, you're right. We should say, you know what it is? I'm mean spirited and I wanted to cut Tom out of it. And you're a nice, you're a nice person and you, <laughs> and you, and you didn't do that. Um, but no, so, so I want to know, and this is something I'm going back to Donovan Benoit. I wanted to get into like, what is it like playing in the minor leagues? Like what kind like, where do you stay? Like, do you stay in a hotel? Do you like to have a host family, whatever? Like how much do you get paid? Like all that, you know what I mean? Like I always think that's really interesting. Sean, how did the WBC work for you? Like, where did you stay? How, like, how did you get to the field? How, like, how early did you have to get there? Did you have a separate place you had to watch it? Were there different rules you had to follow now that you're like a member of the press? Like, give me anything interesting that happened to you. Yeah. Uh, like I said, since this was the first time with me getting media, like MLB media credentials, I had no idea how it worked. So I was just like learning on the fly. Um, basically I got the credentials, which gets you into the game, um, gets you on the field. It, it literally like gets you in the gate and you can go wherever you want inside the gate. But other than that, like you have to figure it all out yourself, like where to stay, like what to eat outside of the stadium, things like that. So I, uh, yeah, I, thankfully we actually had, I had some family friends in like right outside of Phoenix um and so i just stayed with them the, the nights there and then in miami I actually had a, a friend that i made over twitter because of wbc stuff reach out to me and was like hey my family lives here like we have an extra room you're you're more than welcome to stay here through those days that you're here so 
another example of like just the international baseball community yeah. being awesome. <laughs> Super cool. But yeah, so I I would get there at like 8 a.m. and all of all of the pool games because uh there were or the, the pool days because there were always multiple games get there as as early as i could they'd let us in um so that we could go to like there were pref- press conferences in the morning they do like both teams they'd have like the coach the, the manager as well as like a player or two from each team do a pre-game press conference uh then you the other team would take bp and then they switch that team would do bp the other team would do press conference um then you'd have the game after the game, they do press conferences for both teams as well. So it's very structured. Um, they had it all like down to a science because it's MLB. Like they, they do this for a living. So, um, but it was really cool because you could pick and choose. Do you want to like hear this guy talk in the press conference? If you want to leave a little bit early, you can go to the BP, go on the field. And that's when you can talk to any of the players. So I would go walk up to a player and be like, Hey, uh, do you have like a minute or two? I'd love to like, just ask you a couple questions about the WBC. And normally like there were some other, um, a a lot of writers or reporters were specific to one team, like Cardinals beat writer. So they're going to go talk to Arenado and Goldschmidt. For me, it was just like, I covered the WBC and they're there for the WBC, the players. So they're, they were mostly excited to talk about it. So got to talk to like Alec Thomas and, um, like Jonathan Aranda, who's going to get called up, uh, or maybe he just did. I think he might've just got called up again for the race. Um, Mookie Betts was obviously like the, one of the biggest ones. Um, Ken Griffey Jr. was like, is a dream to get to talk to him, yeah. uh, even if it was for just like 30 seconds. So that all happened during VP and like pregame, like warmups. Um, and then afterwards, uh, players pretty much just go shower and leave. Um, but I would go uh, to the press conferences try to like catch some players on the way out. They're mostly super cool. Um, but the ones that weren't like the ones that didn't really want to talk, I get because the media is pretty, like a lot of time they're pretty in your face. So it uh, makes sense um, from both sides. But th- that was kind of like the day for the pool games for the semifinals and the final in Miami. It was a lot later. Like a, we, the gates open at like three o'clock. So we just get there at three and then it'd be the same structure from there. Yeah, I mean it's not, it's a dream, like you said. It's it's it sounds like the coolest thing ever, and something that I'll never get to do, and something that most people will probably never get to do. And it's amazing that you you did it for yourself. You just saw a niche, you went for it, and then you made it happen. I'm always fascinated with that of just like the ins and outs of it. But what are some oh, really yeah. cool things that happened to you that maybe people don't know about as much? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, something that people don't know about it as much. Well, something that's very interesting that I didn't, again, because I hadn't done this before, I didn't know you when you're in the press box, like you are just with you're in the press box with the press, like whoever is there, you are there in that room with. So like, I got to like, obviously meet John Morosi, which was super, super cool. I got to like talk with Ken Rosenthal for a second, like all these like guys that I've been following for years, like they, they're all there. They're all in the little press box there. Uh, unless they're on the field, like Bob Nightingale, Jeff Passan was even there. Like it was, it's just crazy to see everybody in the same room. Um, and like, and you, and then me just there, like I just yeah. somehow snuck in and man, actually here's, here's something good. It was the funniest thing because I don't come from a writing background. I didn't know how this works, but the way that it works when you're a writer I and mean, that's your job, you're there for the job. People were there for the W at the WBC writing articles every single night. 
So you get there, you set up your laptop hours before you go ask questions in the uh, press conferences on the field so that they can like you can put that in your articles so that you can get information to write whatever story you're writing. Um, and then when the game starts, you just type away the whole game. It's just complete silence in the press box except for typing like no one's talking at all. It's, it was crazy. Like I just, I didn't know what to expect, but I wasn't expecting that really. You're just typing. And then after the game, everybody will go down to the press conference and go get more information for their stories to come back up and then write for another like two hours or an hour after the game, everybody's already left the stadium. The lights are turning off and like people are still in their seats, like writing these stories, which is crazy. But even at the like height of like the action in the games even for like usa and mexico or um for like the semifinals with with mexico japan like i wanted to freak out and jump out of my seat but no one else was reacting yeah. to anything at That's all like taboo right they're so professional and like this is their job like they they're there to write they're on the clock so they no one's reacting and there's no emotion to it even though i'm sure there is inside but there's everybody's totally silent so i'd like find myself like jumping up slightly and then having to calm myself back down <laughs> so, well, so 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 you weren't writing so what were you were you just watching the games like as a fan i was watching the games and tweeting like i was just <laughs> i was just a fan in the seat it was crazy was, was there anybody else like that or was literally everybody else just typing away i mean pretty much everybody was there to write or cover it i mean every pretty much everybody there was a writer so, um, yeah, I, I mean, maybe there was like one or two other people, but for the most part, everybody was there like doing their job. I was there. Rob Bradford was like, here's the credentials. Do what you want to do. He didn't give me any like, you need to write like this many articles for us or like this is like what your quota is. There was nothing. It was just like you go and cover it like you do. So I would just tweet. I would jot down some notes about different things in the games, try to take like videos and put that out there on social media um so it was yeah it was crazy let me ask you this in terms of i guess just the existential like nature of baseball do you yeah. think that's the way things are going because people don't really read that much anymore and now like people still read like interesting articles on like the athletic about like a guy's background maybe or something like that but like nobody reads game stories anymore because you can just watch the highlights nobody really pays that much attention to like articles about like the state of a team because you know what I mean? Like, like you can kind of get all that in like a tweet. You know what I mean? Like Jeff Passing yeah. can just tweet out like, looks like Cardinals are selling. There you go. You don't need to read the article. Like, do you think like that's the way things are going? And now I know we're not talking about the WBC anymore. But, like, do you think that's the way things are going? If it's going to be like a lot more use in the press box, tweeting things out and getting people like hyped on social media instead of writing articles that probably don't get that much engagement compared to what they used to. That is, that's a great question. I I don't know. Like, I don't know what the future of like journalism looks like for like sports journalism, because I think that there will always be a need for news, like sports news, like everybody, like, even if we don't read their articles, we follow them on Twitter, like all of the different yeah. writers, I feel like. Um, so I don't know if it is written word or if it will be more videos, like even Ken Rosenthal, who's like, and I think he's in, in his sixties, he just started a podcast that has like a video platform to it as well. So maybe that is the future um, of sports journalism. I think it's always going to be social media. I think that everyone wants to know what's going on, but I, I don't know. Our, our attention spans are so short now. Maybe I, I don't, I don't see how written word is going up at all. 
Um, maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I, I don't, didn't go to journalism school. I don't know what the trends are, but, right. um, just from my own, I guess, observations, it doesn't seem like, I don't know. I don't know many people our age that like read articles every single day. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and I remember as a kid, like opening up the newspaper and reading what happened if I missed the game, like that's gone now. You can just look up all the highlights on YouTube, <clears throat> which I think is a good thing for baseball, for, for the world in general, really that you can do that. But like, it's, I don't know. It's really weird. I feel like baseball has this old guard of like the John, I don't know how you feel about John Heyman, but like, I'm really not a fan. Like they, like they have like all these John Heymans who like want everything to be exactly the way it is. And then there are kind of guys like Ken Rosenthal who are like older, but like they're cool about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's obviously a bunch of yous. And I feel like I, we're way off the WBC now, aren't we? But like, I feel like that's the way things are going of like people know Jeff Passan and Ken Rosenthal and stuff because they follow them on Twitter and see that they break yeah. news about a trade or a signing. Nobody really reads the stuff anymore. I feel like I could be way off, but that's how it seems to me. Yeah. Um, and it, I feel, I mean, I feel like this is again, just observation. And I, but I can imagine that people in the journalism industry, they feel the same way. I feel like all anybody cares about right now is the breaking news, those short tweets. And that's kind of sad. Like, I think that writing is almost like a lost art. Now I know you like writing articles too. So like, I, totally. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I wish that we did read more. I just don't know what that looks like. You, when you can just go to YouTube and pull up fuzzy videos every day yeah. and he does like an MLB recap video of what happened the day yeah. before every single day. And that's just easy yeah. to watch in eight minutes, you know? So yeah, a thousand percent. Well, and I've noticed too, people will read about something they really are into. So like I'll pull up MLB trade rumors all the time. Cause that's where I get all my news. Yeah. And I'll like scroll and it's like, this guy got DFA, this guy, you know, whatever. And like, I don't really care. I'll, okay, cool. That, no way. All right. Awesome. Now I know. And then I'll keep, yeah. and then if I see something really like the Philly signed this guy, okay, great. Now I'll click on and read what it's all about. But like, I don't think people really crack open the newspaper anymore and go like, all right, let me go down the list and read every single thing. I, I just, I don't think that's the way it is. You remind me of something when you talked about Fuzzy. I don't think it, you did anything with him as far as I know, but I remember like Giraffe Neck Mark, you did something with, and you're obviously on a million podcasts. Rob Bradford, we talked about. How did all that come about? Did you start, and players, obviously, that's like the biggest one. Um, mm. How did all that come about? Was it a mix of people reaching out to you, you hitting people up? Did you just shamelessly like spam a bunch of people and just take, you know, whoever would hit you up? Did people start reaching out to you? Like, how did all this happen of you getting into like the upper echelon of baseball media and baseball players? Yeah, I, uh, players for the most part, I DM'd. Um, I reached out to them about the WBC, but like, Hey, saw you're interested in playing on this team or you're, you're on the roster would love to talk to you about it. Like what that means to you and your family and like what it means to represent your country in the WBC. Just want to have you on the podcast. Most of the Did time any players were... hit you up. Uh, Josh Wolf did really from, from Israel. Cool. He reached out to me directly and because no one had reported that he was on the team yet. And he was like, Hey, no one's like talking about team Israel right now. Like I'm on the roster. If you want to say something about it. And I was like, I absolutely will. I would love yeah. to. Uh, okay. So he is a super cool guy. And we've kept in touch throughout uh, this season a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's a couple guys have reached out to me. Um, like, but not too many. And mostly I have reach reached out to them, but they're, for the most part, pretty cool. Um, even have like a couple guys that like followed me 
and remembered me when I like met them again in the WBC, which was super cool. Um, but I was still like pre WBC, I was still pretty small. Like I, I, I doubled almost my following in the week before the WBC. So a lot of the interviews I did prior, I still wasn't like that big. Um, not that I'm big at all right now, but like 15,000 followers was a lot more than I had last year. Yeah. So, uh, when it comes to like the media guys, yeah, I had to, uh, honestly, like, find their emails <laughs> like reach out to people that i thought might know those people and like find out if there was even possible to have them on the podcast um so yeah. like how did you get how did you get morosi uh i rob bradford has i think was able to get i'm trying to remember he he has a, i mean he's been doing media for like covering the Red Sox for decades. So he has so many connections and he was able to connect me to someone who connected me to him. So, um, yeah, that was super cool. But Morosi was tough because he had to go through, like when you get someone from MLB network, like they have a very strict like rules for when they can go on podcasts or when they can't. So he, I had to go through someone else, like his, almost like his agent, and he had to give the okay. And then like, I had a strict 30 minutes and I couldn't go over that. That's like the most MLB thing ever. Like they're not crazy. interested in like reaching a new audience and like bringing about, you know what I mean? Like new fans. They're just like, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was yeah. just glad that I could even talk to him, man. No, that was that like was super cool. That, that was felt a great like interview almost... too. Like you could tell that he was really into it and was like really engaged in everything you were saying. And was like, oh my gosh, I love it too. And he wasn't just kind of like, like how That's many times do you hear an interview where it's like, how much did it mean to you to hit that home run there? And like, yeah, I was just really looking for a pitch to hit and I got it. It's like, yeah. that wasn't, you know what I mean? Like Morosi, you could tell was super, super. Interesting. No, he was awesome. And you could tell like, he really, he loves this stuff. Like he, he, I mean, he's pretty much doing like what I want to do. Like he's covering international baseball all the time. So um, he, you can tell like he's been, he's loved, he loves it. He loves international sports in general. Like even like hockey, he's a, big hockey guy too so he was a really fun conversation to have um and i was super thankful to be able to meet him yeah that's awesome man well you got to go have dinner with your wife she's been nice enough to <laughs> let me have you for an hour um anything else you want to you want to say before we before we call it quits no i think i mean that's great i i mean you know i love coming on here and talking about the wbc if you have if you ever want to talk about anything else WBC related, I'm happy to do so. Any like stories about games or whatever, I'd have to dig up from the back of my memory what even happened in the WBC to feel like it, it's all a blur at this point. There's like specific moments that stick out, but a lot of the like funny small moments, like I, <laughs> there's just so much that happened. It was, it was yeah. such, so, such a fun time, but no, uh, still post on social media. So, um, if you're interested at all in international baseball and you're listening to this, feel free to follow me at Sean Spradling at, at Sean underscore Spradling on Twitter and on Instagram and threads. So go follow me on threads. If you have threads, I've posted like two things. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> anything, anything else you want to plug? I know you had a YouTube channel and there was something else going on. TikTok. Yeah. So I have a YouTube channel. I have my podcast still with uh baseball isn't boring called WBC central. I haven't, done an episode in weeks but i plan on doing some uh coming up pretty soon um actually could probably tomorrow actually well this won't even be posted tonight so it will have already yeah. happened but shout out to people listening anyways um tomorrow i'm going to be posting probably I think like a, 
episode of Star Trek. We're like going back in time. Yeah. Like, but by the time you hear it, it'll be the past. Ah, <laughs> I was going to say, this might be like, I'm going to tell you before I post it, but it will be after I post it. Yeah, but future to- you will already have heard it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you listening in the future, in the past, I posted something. Uh, it is, I, I'm going to post like a thread of like, it's halfway through the season. This is how a lot of the players in the WBC have been doing uh, around Perfect. the world. So just like a That's quick like check in. Yeah. So guys that play in MLB, but also like NPB, KBO, um, kind of just a brief like statistical like overview of what players that played in the WBC, how they're doing, whether they're overperforming, underperforming, stuff like that. Excellent. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, Sean, thank you so much. Let's uh let's do it again soon. We'll play a game next time with Tom. Yeah, let's do it. Tom better be here. I, I listen, tell him you're upset because he won't listen to me. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, man. You're the best. Yeah, man. This is a ton of fun. All right. Be safe. See ya.